<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, folks, before we celebrate Buzz's triumphant return from a two-week hiatus, let's talk about our Amazon link at bobseska.com. For a limited time, go to bobseska.com and click the all-caps Mueller Report link to purchase from Amazon.com the full text of the most important investigation of our time. The report that Donald Trump says you're not allowed to see after declaring executive privilege over the entire thing. Stick it to Trump and get your copy now, damn it. And don't forget, Amazon has everything, and so can you when you go shopping through our special Amazon links at bobseska.com. Just click the all-caps links beneath the logo, and you're all set. Using our link will take you to the front page of Amazon where you shop as normal, but because you used our link, we receive a small commission on some of your purchases. Thanks for shopping through our Amazon link, and now, let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hi, I'm actor, director, and two-time sexiest man alive, George Clooney. Science has given us unprecedented knowledge of the natural world, from subatomic particles to the majesty of space. Tragically, though, the volumes of invaluable knowledge gathered over centuries are now threatened by an epidemic of dumb idiots saying dumb If you have a windmill anywhere near your house, they say the noise causes cancer. You tell me that one, okay? Wow. Fortunately, there is hope. At United to defeat untruthful misinformation and support science. You dumbass. Your generous contribution to you dumbass will provide desperately needed knowledge to dumb idiots on Facebook and Twitter all around the world. Just $20 will convince one idiot that climate change is real. 50 will teach five brainless dumb to vaccinate their kids. And 200 will teach 10 knuckle draggers that dinosaurs existed, but not at the same time as people. Call this number today. Operators are standing by. Don't be an idiot. The world needs your support, you dumbass. Bob Seska. It appears Seska has been genetically altered. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, May 14, 2019, and this is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com, the greatest soap ever. Hi, my name is Bob. What's up? What's happening? Hello, Bob. 
day 845 of the Trump crisis, day six of the constitutional crisis, 539 days until the 2020 presidential election. And boy, do I have some great news today. He's back. Buzz Burbank is back. Buzz! Buzz! Hey! Hi, everybody. Hi, Bob. Uh, It's great to be back. I can't tell you how much being on the show is therapy for me, and I am really glad to be back. I, on one hand. On the other hand, I want you to know I'm only here because of the subpoena. I, I, I did consult with counsel before agreeing to appear today, so let's get this done before he invokes executive privilege. Uh, that's right. Uh, shit, just plead the fifth. That's all you got to yeah. do. Or just I to- guess you're going to want reparations for my two-week absence. Uh, <laughs> the, the the upside of that is it adds two weeks to my term here. It's like getting two snow days. That's right. So and we've actually added two that. years to your term because you're going to ignore the results <laughs> of the co-host elections in 2020. Yes, I, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> I might just do that. You have to watch out. All right. Well, oh man, geez, it yeah. is great to be back. I, I you know, and uh, the outpouring. I, it, at least that's how it struck me uh, from people yeah. who who said they missed me. Uh, I was genuinely deeply touched by that, and uh, it it made me happy and sad all at the same time, which I guess was the intended effect. But yeah. uh, I'm I'm so grateful for that, and uh, thank you. And man, am I happy to be here. Yeah, you know, it must have been so tempting throughout the past couple of weeks to just jump back onto the show, just interrupt what you were doing, interrupt your hiatus, come back to the show, and comment on the myriad things that took place, of course. And that would have been just in the first hour of you being away. Like, there's about <laughs> I, a thousand things that occurred just in that yeah. period of time. I, I tried to be selective, but I did do my usual sort of news updates, most of them, uh, on social media. Media, mm-hmm. uh, you know, didn't want to be forgotten, but also they were they were horribly important things, and yeah. sometimes important and horrible at the same time. Uh, and they they had to be. I couldn't ignore them. Uh, I couldn't uh, come back to work uh, in spite of uh, the various temptations along the way uh, because I was uh, very much involved in in looking after my folks at a time that yeah. they needed a little help. They're doing fine. I'm I'm very pleased to report that I left there with a great deal of peace of mind, and I thank everybody for their patience. Uh, but these things happen as your folks get older, mm-hmm. and uh, they will resurface uh, later in this program. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. You've got like a sort of a how-to guide for speaking well, to Trump supporters because you have family members who are Trump supporters, as we all yeah. do, as I do, yeah. as everyone yeah. does. And it's it's increasingly frustrating to uh, to to confront them and to, to be in the same space as them, mm-hmm. but to not be able to talk about the gigantic... Uh, orange elephant in the room and it's yeah yeah, and it's i know i have that challenge every time i have uh a get together with my family members some of them i I just i want to ask them questions i said i've got questions so you have actually put together kind of a guide for how to break the ice on that front right it's it's really just a list of my failures and successes in that area (laughs) that that i hope other people can learn from i'm not reinventing anything here and i hope we've not built it up too much but if I can help through my experience in any way, I look forward to doing that. So well, well, there's plenty good. of plenty of business at hand. Yeah, I can't wait. Well, I mean, obviously, you missed uh, the beginning of the constitutional crisis. Uh, Don Jr. <laughs> was subpoenaed by the Senate Intelligence Committee. Trump asserted executive right. privilege over the entire Mueller report. We're about to go to war with Iran. Trump refuses to defend a ban on female genital mutilation. Georgia banned abortions after six weeks. Alabama tried to pass a law making abortion punishable by 99 years in prison. The New York Times confirmed that Trump is a horrible businessman and a colossal goddamn 
loser, something we all knew. But of course, it's nice to see verification of that. And then uh, Trump uh, just blurted the word vagina during his Florida rally. Vagina. He just uh, shouted for no reason. Vagina. I think he was trying to say uh, China. China. But it came out. Vagina. You know, I, that's one I can live with. Um, but I mean, yeah, look other, at all other, the things, my God. Other than, other than that, pretty quiet? Yeah, uh, yeah, more or less, right. yeah. Just okay. crickets chirping, right. you know, it's Good. a nice uh, early spring here. And the average two weeks. <laughs> the yeah. D.C. Metroplex. And, 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 and you know, and this is why neither one of us are going to possibly die early deaths for not taking any time off. Right. Uh, but you can't. You I just know. can't. The minute you step away, uh, this stuff starts happening. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it certainly did in this case. I haven't missed a show, I think, since the holidays and so i i'm feeling yeah. like i just need i need uh, like two weeks of a vacation maybe one of my family members will have some health it, problems too and then i can it, oh don't 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 wish for that but <laughs> no i'm kidding it, of it, course it's a very it's a very strange sensation because on one hand uh, you have people saying buzz come back we need you and and yeah. very kindly saying we we count on you certain people mm-hmm. feel very strongly about that and it's very touching that they do yeah and and then you have other people saying well you you can't leave now and then i haven't even brought up and and of course you get the people wonderful people who say is everything okay and yeah. it was but i didn't really uh, that wasn't a, a pleasure trip back mm-hmm. to my hometown and so many people had kindly invited me to lunch or a drinks or whatever and I would have accepted every invitation had it not been for the the sort of important family work that yeah, I had sure. to do there uh, and uh, I was explaining this to a friend who said uh, it must be tough to be that popular and I said no being <laughs> being popular is easy the hard part is doing this stuff for my folks yeah uh, oh, you God. Know? and and so that, that but it was very uh, touching and, and so you have these people and and some of them even said oh Buzz uh, don't, you can't retire Mm-hmm. Well, I've never said anything about retirement to anybody anywhere. Yeah, uh, it, it's inevitable that it happens someday, but you know, not the hell now. You know, you <laughs> it's know. Well put. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, that's the. I mean, I. Well, anyway, I, I mean that that day is not uh, not near yet. Not uh, certainly not arrived. And and so you have and that puts it's very touching, but also puts more pressure on mm-hmm. me and you and everybody who does this sort of thing. To stick to it, and then there were the wonderful people who said, "Leave him alone, give him a break. Yeah, let this man take some time off." So uh, you you can't dislike any of these responses, but it but it does uh, it does put some pressure on you, which is. Partly good and partly bad. Well, even in your time off, you were still looking at the news. You were still posting oh, yeah. updates oh, on yeah. Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. So it's like we're in this period of time now where we just simply can't take a break. Even when we take a break, it's not a real break. It's we're we're all doing right. working vacations. And I, you know, even though it's not slaving away in the coal mines or sweatshops, or whatever, we're not doing that necessarily. It's still uh, uh, physically, emotionally, psychologically taxing to constantly be steeped in all of this madness. I mean, even Donald Trump was walking around wondering where you were, Buzz. He's just, Buzz. He's just saying your name, Buzz. Walking up and down the halls of the White House. Buzz. Just desperate for you to come well, back. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah, yeah. Or fungus, one of the two. I'm not sure which. Well, so, I mean, why don't we just dive in now? I have some special, like, edutainment music that we can uh-huh. accompany your okay. uh, your how-to list, how to speak to, to Trump supporters, and then we'll dig into all the... Uh, Oh, harrowing news of the day. <laughs> but let's, really, let's, start, let's put a little LP on here and spin a... Well, Bob, we were on our way to Shelbyville. Uh, no, Onions on your belts, etc. That's right. Yeah. Uh, no, it, this is really tough because it, it is your parents. You could argue that uh, my approach here was chicken 
on one hand, because <laughs> I was in a, a relatively safe territory in yeah. which I was constrained. You, you know, you can't you can't divorce your parents, nor would you want to, right. uh, in spite of uh, the silly ideas they may have picked up along the way. Thanks to propagandists like Fox News, mm-hmm. and and so you have to. It's a very, but at the same time, it's a very fine line. You you have to not lose your family, yeah. and still try to to make some points, make some progress, and that's what this is really about. So I I, I made some notes, five of them here, yep. uh, about things that I learned from succeeding and from failing in in discussing this with my parents. Excellent. Uh, I think it came up with the taxes, Trump's taxes, and. The position was, uh, their position was, uh, he didn't break the law. And my response is, okay, then what is he hiding? Yeah. uh, So you can make little cracks in in the foundation of their beliefs along Mm -hmm. the way. You don't have to, and that's uh, numbers, I think, uh, number five. I'll I'll jump right to that. Okay. Take, take, Take no as a yes. Your mission is not to win them over, but to plant a seed of doubt that will haunt them. Yes. It is our turn. It is our turn for propaganda, and this is how it's done. Plant the seed. You don't have to win the day. Right. You don't even have to win yep. the battle. You just have to inflict a structural wound to their beliefs. That's yep. all you have to do. And, and, and that's, I think, maybe one of the most important points. You know, I always compare it to that episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, the one with, Good. H- remember Hugh the Borg? Yes. Oh, yes, very well. Right. And they implant a virus into Hugh and then send him back to the Borg collective, and then the mm-hmm. virus infects the rest of the collective. That's right. what you want to do. That's what this number five item is. You're basically planting a seed that will eventually worm its way through their head and hopefully develop some sort of sense of reason and logic and that's the hope that's the desire with that particular move absolutely but that's very important because a lot of people do say well it just doesn't do any good to talk to trump supporters you're not going to win Mm -hmm. overall that's true especially if you try it in one sitting yeah but uh so to plant a seed Mm -hmm. uh create a a shadow of a doubt and then walk away and be satisfied Call that a victory. Let me jump back to number one. Uh, this is tough if you're trying to keep track at home. Oh, I thought I'll, we were uh, going in reverse order. I thought we well, were starting Well, I started to, but I, I thought it, I thought it, I, no, it was my plan to start with one because okay. I, I called it number one because that's the one I thought of first. I see. All but right. we were, we were talking about, you know, not having to win them over. So that was, that was number five. And that's I why see. I cheated. All right. We'll, we'll come back to that. <laughs> okay. Number one, uh, divide and conquer. Okay. Uh, this is one of the things I, I learned from dealing with my dad and my mm-hmm. stepmom is, Never take on more of them at once. Uh, avoid <laughs> seriously. This is. Yeah, I know this sounds yeah. crazy, but divide and conquer is a, a successful technique used by our opposition here, mm-hmm, right. and it is only fair, as I said, to use that for ourselves when dealing with a couple, when dealing with mom and dad, or aunt and uncle, or whoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, take them on one at a time and deal. I'm sorry, with the more pliable partner. Now, that's not a sexist thing to say because in many cases, the man is the the, the weaker partner, the, the more pliable partner. <laughs> yeah. And you know who that is. Uh, so based on that situation, uh, make a call and start on them, I, I think. And, and that's going to give you, I think, also a, a more sense, a greater sense of success. That's right. Uh, number two, n- never insult their intelligence. Compliment their intelligence when you can. Show respect to them. Good Show point. them there are things upon which you agree. Mm-hmm. And always, always, always avoid the word you. Never use the word you when talking to someone uh, ab- about these issues. 
because this is about us. This is about we. Try oh. to keep it in that in that venue. You is accusatory. You is personal. You is sharply pointed. Yes. So avoid you. Yeah. Number three, <laughs> use their values and their religion against their position. Yes. I totally agree with this one. Yep. Uh, the statement was made, I support the wall mm-hmm. during my visit. And yep. so I opened my computer and read about a half dozen Bible quotes that indicate the wall is wrong. That, I believe, words to the effect, I'm not a religious person, but it's an easy Google search. Anybody can do this. Yes. You can You can be your own TV preacher. So lots uh, of quotes from the Bible saying that uh, building walls and things welcome, like that. Are welcome, the- welcome strangers, for you yourself were once a stranger. Right. And many similar such quotes. Mm-hmm. Love thy neighbor. I mean, it just goes on and on. There, there are endless quotes. Pick out uh, five or six of the best ones. Yes. Uh, and, and, and let's see, what else do I have here? So use Bible quotes. Ask them, and this is maybe the most effective argument at all because many Trump supporters are bizarrely fundamentalists. Mm-hmm. And uh, so ask them their own question. Is this what Jesus would do? Yeah. Oh, this this kills them. They, they hate this because they know it's not true. Right. Uh, so quotes of the founding fathers as well. The Declaration of Independence, the inscription on the Statue of Liberty. It's an easy Google search. How we were raised. Talk about how we were raised. Talk about the way it used to be. And talk about what all of this means to today's children. Yep. That children get them. Yeah. Children and dogs, and dogs don't really count in this. So, uh, you know, uh, pull their children-related heartstrings in this situation. I have used this one. In fact, not only have I used this one in regards to children... But also in regards to parents, I've asked a family member, would your father be okay? Would your father do business with this guy? And that is an important question to have because you know that previous generations probably are less inclined to be duped by a populist fascist. Well, part and part of number three, and and I left this out, but it's, it's very important. Yeah. It's all about feelings with Trump supporters. Mm Mm-hmm. So appeal to their feelings. Try to keep facts to a minimum at a time. Keep them in micro doses. Sneak them in as accepted fact yeah. and and stick to the most irrefutable ones, the ones least likely to be called out as opinion. Mm-hmm. That's your opinion. No, it's a fact. But rather than get involved in that argument, uh, sneak in very simple things in micro doses. Uh, and then uh, number four, speak the truth. Don't hesitate to cite history. Uh, one of the and you were just addressing this, Bob. One of the toughest things about this is, and I said this to my dad. I said, I wanted to stand shoulder to shoulder with you, yeah, to defend democracy. You raised me uh, to teach me about what propaganda is and why it must be avoided. Mm-hmm. And yet you watch the propaganda channel. There, I used the word you. Shouldn't have. <laughs> Learn from my mistake. <laughs> Don't do as I do. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it does. It's heartbreaking. It is hard. I look at, you know, and this is a, perhaps a silly comparison, but I look at Carl Reiner and Rob Reiner on mm-hmm. Twitter. Yep. And, and I think, oh, my gosh, what would it be like? To have a dad you could stand shoulder to shoulder with. Oh, I know. Uh, and 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 we'd have that, Bob. You would, I would. Yeah. A lot of us would, were it not for Fox News, which has brainwashed, as has been established in your interviews and, and your work before. Right. Uh, they've been brainwashed by Fox News. Mm-hmm. So to recap very quickly, uh, number one, divide and conquer. 
Number two, uh, respect their intelligence and uh, uh, points on which you agree. Yeah. Number three, use their religion against their position. Mm-hmm. And uh, be careful not to OD them on facts and ask them, is this what Jesus would do? <laughs> Number four, speak the truth. Yeah. Don't hesitate to cite history. Number five, uh, take no as a yes. Your mission is not to win them over, but to plant that seed of doubt. That is how propaganda works. Oops, shoot. That was the wrong button. There we go. Oh, was it? I don't know. I thought it was sort of touching myself. (laughs) Well, there I said, now I've said touching myself. And then we agreed not to talk about it. I said, listen, I love you. I promise we'll never bring this up again. I saw that I was not going to go any farther. But I do think I planted a seed of doubt with the religion thing and the wall. Uh, And and at one point, uh, I got agreement. Uh, that uh, the Bible does say these things, and the response from the Trumpster then was, but what if we've run out of room? Mm-hmm. To which I said, we have millions of unoccupied acres. Yep, yeah, we do. And and that was, and and she goes, well, th- that that gives me something to think about. Yeah. And, and so that was the seed. I, I planted the seed, and, and at that point I, I walked away, and then we didn't talk about it. And 24 hours passed, my dad gets the newspaper, and he goes, what's wrong with San Francisco? And I said, no! well, I said, I said, I imagine, I imagine they've asked the same about Kansas. <laughs> exactly. In fact, there's yeah. a book called he, What's he, the Matter with yes, Kansas? Yes, there is. Right. And another, and another called How Can You Live in Kansas and Expect Anything to Change? <laughs> uh, but uh, he brought this up again. And, yeah. you know, I tried, I tried to be careful. And, and this is another little postscript, another little thing that I learned. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said he was talking about the new San Francisco law that, uh, requires retailers to accept cash. They can't just be plastic and electronics. They have to, because uh, to do otherwise discriminates against uh, those uh, who are elderly or poor or uh, for whatever reason have no credit card but need a sandwich. That's right. And and so that's what that law is about. And uh, my dad's refrain, and this is a, a typical Republican or uh, has been for many years refrain, that uh, no, this guy owns his business uh, this person owns their business. They should be able to not serve people named Robert. If, in fact, that was the example he used, I uh, said they should not uh, have to serve people named Robert if that's their policy. And and what mm. I wish I had said, what I wanted to say, uh, was that uh, in this country everyone has rights and freedoms, so long as they don't infringe on the rights and freedoms of others. But I had already agreed not to pursue that any further. So here's my other tip. Okay. You simply you simply say, "I understand how you feel." Ah, that's good. That's and, another good and, one. And and if they keep going, you say, "I understand how you feel." Mm-hmm. And that's if right. they keep going, and you just keep doing that until they stop, and they will. And thank you. Those are my tips. Oh, outstanding! <laughs> yeah. You know what? And especially if uh, your relative happens to be a bobophobe, if they're if they're afraid of Roberts, uh, you know what? I <laughs> I, I don't have any. Uh, I don't have any sympathy for it. I'm kidding. But, you know, I have an additional one. I have a corollary to your list, and that is... Whatever can help. Gateway drugs. And I'm not meaning that in the literal sense, but I think a a newspaper like the Wall Street Journal is Mm -hmm. a gateway drug to the truth. And that is... And I've suggested this to my dad. I said, you know, because he's... His main thing is he's really confused about what's real and what's fake because he's been indoctrinated. He spends a lot of time watching Fox News Channel where they say all of the papers of record are all fake news, et cetera. So I said, well, why don't you try Rupert Murdoch's own 
Wall Street Journal, News Corp, same ownership as Fox News Channel. Give it a shot. You'll love the editorial page. But the secret is that the whole rest of the paper Uh actually has hard factual news throughout its various pages and especially on its A section, which contains lots of uh, breaking reporting about the, the Russian attack and everything going on surrounding that. So you get someone worked into, oh, it's a friendly newspaper. Oh, the editorial page says everything I want to hear and oh what's happening on the on the front page here this is interesting oh god and, and if none of that works if none of Buzz's suggestions work if the Wall Street Journal gateway drug doesn't work just try blocking Fox News on their TV parental yeah. controls <laughs> seem to work before, with parents this would fly for like 24 hours at my dad's house yeah. who would uh, first thing you do is call the cable company and yeah. have them there right away right they would fix it and he would know who did it and uh, then things would be worse and <laughs> yeah, you know we true. don't want that what i did do while i was there is accidentally leave the tvs on msnbc <laughs> <So>. <laughs> any little bit helps i swear to god because you never know i mean seriously right. and i always go back to this and we, we we kid around and we talk about these things but it these things actually work i mean right granted i was an idiot 16 year old who thought i was a republican thought i was a conservative back when i was a teenager most of it psychologically and what i'd probably tell a therapist is this was all trying to get acceptance from my dad that Mm. was what that was all about but uh if you look at it in terms of how i transformed into a liberal shortly thereafter it's because a friend of mine who i was on the the school newspaper with uh asked me a question and it was one of those seed planting questions where he Mm -hmm. said if your girlfriend bob became pregnant what would you do and my knee-jerk response was (laughs) well i would leave that up to her that's her decision and I, suddenly I realized, oh, God, I'm pro-choice. What the, when did this happen? Because it was my core belief. It was my yeah. the, my core values coming yeah. to the front without the subterfuge, without the patina of this conservatism that I had taken on, whether it was because of Alex P. Keaton or because, <laughs> because of my dad or whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blame Michael J. Fox to a degree on that. Yeah, yeah totally. I, I, that's it. To, although I, I, I love him. And by the way, we, speaking of stars, we have to acknowledge... Uh, the passing about 45 minutes before yes. we uh, began recording this show, we learned that uh, the our dear and wonderful national treasure, and I'm not kidding about that, no. Tim Conway, uh, maybe the standout member, if, if you had to choose one, I guess, oh, of yeah. that, that wonderful ensemble on The Carol Burnett Show, uh, Tim Conway, the mm-hmm. comic actor, has uh, died at the, after a long illness at the age of 85, and uh, yeah. uh, man, we'll miss him. He's one of those comedians who uh, would would do anything, would humiliate himself to any degree to, to get a laugh. He made his coworkers laugh so hard they cried, uh, and and uh, because he was just that damn funny. Yeah. And uh, you know we're lucky to have all the the videotape that we have of him. Oh yeah. Uh, that will make us laugh for a very long time. But uh, our hearts go out to uh, Miss Burnett and uh, and Jody Hamilton and, mm-hmm. and uh, everyone else. Uh, I believe it, it, we just have Carol and. Uh, uh, Vicky Lawrence and uh, Lyle Wagner uh, with us still. Is Lyle Wagner still with us? Oh yeah, I, well, if I'm not mistaken, I hope I've not misspoken here, but uh, certainly his uh, 
wag- his uh, Wagoneer business, his his trailers to the stars business uh, is still very much. He's still with us. Lyle yeah, Wagner is still with us. I thought us. as much. Okay. I thought as yeah, much. He's 84 yeah. years old right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, anyway, I great love to Carol and, and Jody and uh, everybody touched by this personally uh, and yep. grief from the rest of us nationally because I think. Uh, doesn't everybody love Tim Conway? Oh, I know. And I second yeah. everything you just said, Buzz. And and wanted to add, too, that, uh, you know, he, Tim Conway and Carol Burnett were really the first grown-up comedians who I actually right. kind of fell in love with. I could relate oh, to yeah. and would watch on a, on a routine basis. I mean, when I was very, very young, we would watch the Carol Burnett show. And the thing is, I distinctly remember... When they would announce, when the announcer would say that Tim Conway was on that show that night, because he wasn't on every week. He was on... I'd forgotten that. I just assumed he was always there. Yeah, no, he was on uh, on a semi-regular basis. But when he was announced to be on that night, you right. knew it was going to be a really special show. You knew you were in for some fun. And it always, always was. Because that guy, one of the most incredibly and naturally funny people Ever yeah. in the history of the United States of America. I mean, that guy oh, was he just... Knew. Yeah. He knew how to make people laugh. And by people, I mean everybody. The the audience, the cast, everybody. Yeah. He, could, he could really kill a room. Well, I mean, apart from Carol Burnett herself, yeah, every right. legendary sketch from that show, most uh-huh. of the time, had Tim Conway as the centerpiece. I mean, whether yeah, it was absolutely. the Eunice sketches, the family sketches, where he would come in uh, occasionally as Mickey, the weird semi-hard-of-hearing neighbor. <laughs> With the, you know, they would play... The, the one scene where they're playing uh, whatever it was, Monopoly or something, and he's telling the story about the Siamese elephants joined at the trunk. Just one of the most incredibly <laughs> funny moments. That. Some of yes. it improvised, some of it scripted, but <laughs> right. nevertheless, right. unbelievably hilarious. Yeah. And, and, you know. and at the risk of repeating myself, but it, it bears repeating because it isn't acknowledged often enough, uh, Carol Burnett is such a genius. Yes, she uh, is. For, because, believe me, uh, she had a lot, if not everything, to do with the assemblage of that cast. Yep. And that ensemble was beyond brilliant. Mm-hmm. She was absolutely spot on, gut right about every single person in that in that entourage. And uh, that that makes her an underappreciated genius as a producer, uh, as well as a, a prof- uh, an amazing, versatile outstanding uh, beloved performer yeah yeah and you know what on thursday i think we'll pay additional tribute to tim conway with jody hamilton Good. here of Good, course uh, sure. you know and, and i you know I, these occasions i think wow it's unbelievable how fortunate i've been not yes. only get to work with you buzz who i've known for 30 years but also <laughs> Uh, I get to work with Jody Hamilton, who yeah. knows all of these people, who's intimately familiar with uh, well, spending time with practically family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's. I mean, Jody. One of the first times I met Jody Hamilton, it was in fact at Stephanie Miller's house, and and Jody told me this story, and and I hope I can coax her into recounting this story on the show mm-hmm. on Thursday, where it was Ernie Anderson, who's the the famous. You, you probably know Ernie Anderson, Buzz. I mean, one of the most legendary announcers. I mean, he was the ABC right. network network announcer for the longest uh, this week on the love boat he was that guy and uh, Ernie Anderson and Tim Conway playing pranks on the LAPD Uh, I'll just leave it at that Uh, (laughs) and I should add drunken pranks on the LAPD (laughs) I I can't wait for you all to hear this story Uh, hopefully I can coax Jody into telling the story of Tim Conway and Ernie Anderson out on the road in Los Angeles (laughs) trying to get pulled over I mean literally trying Uh yes I love that story wonderful Trying to get caught drunk driving.
It's just, it's just an unbelievably uh, hilarious, and you know it's yeah. drunk driving, so it's not you know you say, well, yeah. how could that possibly be be hilarious? Well, it is. It, it's hilarious. It was, it was another time. Yes. Also, yeah. <laughs> that is absolutely yeah. true. Yeah. So, uh, well, in just a few minutes here, we're going to get into uh, some news and and some things going on in the world today. All the yes. awful, awful, awfulness, and yes. uh, including uh, Bill Barr investigating how the entire Russia investigation started. I want to really dig into that because this is uh, obviously the next step in the disintegration of our institutions. How about that? How about that for a big, big fat downer? A a lot of that going around. Yeah, indeed. But I mean, before we get into that, uh, I want to just mention here that we did something that we rarely do uh, on Friday, which is we, we recorded the After Party podcast with me and Kimberly Johnson, which is usually a subscription-only show. Well, we made this episode available for everybody. And it's not just because it's it's was particularly good. I thought it was a, a relatively decent After Party episode, but I wanted everyone to be able to hear the show. So this way, if you like what you hear, you can go over to our Patreon page and sign up uh, right now. And in fact, if you sign up for $10 a month at our Patreon page, you not only get the Friday after party, but you also get the postmortem show, which is recorded at the end of our Tuesday and Thursday shows after the end credits roll. We just keep on talking. And so you get all of this additional bonus content, three additional shows per week for just 10 bucks a month. And you might not know this if you've only listened to, to the free Tuesday and Thursday shows. You're missing one of the most exciting 90 minutes of the week, our after party show with me and Kimberly Johnson every single Friday. We basically describe the after party as sex, drugs, rock and roll, and politics so go right now to bobseskashow.com sign up to support our independent podcast for just 10 bucks a month not only do you get lots of the aforementioned sex drugs and rock and roll and politics but you also get the post-mortem shows as well as access to our community blog where you can post your own articles and blog entries and whatever the hell you want if ten dollars a month is too much for your budget though no problem maybe think about pitching in for just one dollar a month You'll be supporting the show, plus you'll gain access to one of the fastest-growing communities of listeners, our exclusive Patreon club, plus our community tab where you can vent about the Trump crisis or whatever's on your mind. So go right now, bobseskashow.com, and subscribe. And we thank you so much for your support. The Bob Seska Show. This is another one from Young Guns, Silver Fox, my favorite yacht rock band right now. It says, yes, it's weird. I said my favorite yacht rock band. Sue me. What can I say? All right. This, uh, this song is called Underdog. It's from their AM Waves album. Link in the description below. One of the reasons why I wanted to play another track from uh, Young Guns, Silver Fox, Buzz, is because uh, Chris Lavoie and Travis Bone on the Stephanie Miller Show this morning were, uh, were busting on yacht rock. And, and I don't think Stephanie and now, Jody Hamilton were aware of what Yacht Rock even was. I, I'm not sure that I do. I think I do. Uh, you mean Y-A-C-H-T. Like yes. The kind of music you would listen to on a boat or a yacht. Yeah, yeah. Which, and, and I agree with that completely. This is exactly what this is. And I love that kind of music. And if you come back down here to Florida, we'll rent a yacht. Never buy one. <laughs> we'll rent a yacht and we'll go out and we'll listen to this. Oh, my God. We totally have to do that. We have to get those little captain's hats you know what I mean? oh yeah like, oh yeah everybody gets a captain's hat <laughs> i'm in i'm and, so and, in and the tattoos are on me yes and we have to uh wear like uh, really loud hawaiian shirts <laughs> oh really i've loud. got a closet full of them <laughs> i was <laughs> in radio <laughs> that's, that's exactly right 
Oh, man. But yeah, Yacht Rock is like Christopher Cross, Michael McDonald, Jay Ferguson, uh, Starbuck, you know, things like that. That's Yacht oh, Rock. Oh, yeah. Uh, going all the way back to Pablo Cruz. Yeah, yeah. And so this this group, Young Gun Silver Fox, which we featured in our first month of doing uh, indie music on the show, right. uh, they're brand new or relatively brand new. And they're just making incredible music that's a throwback yeah. to that, that period going. of time. And that, yeah, it just makes you feel like you're, you're, in the back of the Buick with your family going on a road trip in the 1970s. Well, at least, at least I feel that way. You, or, you, or you, the fa- or the family yacht. It's a very it, <laughs> it 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 fits my locale. It fits the feel of my locale. There you what go. With, what with the warm tropical breezes, I try not to rub into people's faces. That's true. Damn you. <laughs> Damn you. All right. Well, let's get back to Donald Trump. Trump is a fucking idiot. Yeah, thank you, thank Lindsey Graham. Well, then we're done. Yeah, that's all we got to say. Good night, everybody. Um, okay, so Bill Barr is now going forward with this uh, investigation into the investigators. Basically, Donald Trump pursuing an investigation into his political enemies because everything is fucking awful and horrible. Um, I think Bill Barr should get the Darth Vader music now. That's just my feeling. <laughs> really, yeah. I mean, that's I get that sort of dark feeling when I when I see him. Yeah, let's let me see if I could bring that up. Oh, I, yeah, you know, just for future reference. Yeah, it sounds good. Uh, I don't doubt his legal knowledge, but it's very clear that not only is he acting as an attorney for the president, he's, he's a shill. He's a, he, the most obvious. I mean, it's really a bad imitation of a shill. Yeah, uh, and and uh, that, that's the craziest part of this of all. Were you around for the questioning of Bill Barr by Kamala Harris in that congressional testimony? I think it was that. I, I, Senate I only saw, I had to turn the volume down really low and only saw uh, small snippets of it, yeah. uh, but I, I, I did not have the pleasure of watching that uh, line of questioning. Well, here's just because you didn't hear it. Here's a brief clip of Bill Barr oh, trying desperately to answer Kamala oh, Harris's questions and not not doing a very good job. You you could you do you you want you you could do See? so you you do you could you you want you really? want him. Yeah, just totally confused. You know what? I I did hear that part. <laughs> I knew it. I, that is the it. part that I heard. Well, get this. Here are the four different investigations that are being conducted right now into the investigators, the people who started the investigation into the Russian attack and invasion. Uh, And one of them is uh, deeply, deeply suspicious. But I'll get to that in a second. First, we've got (laughs) only one. Yeah, well, they're all suspicious. What can Uh I say? So the first one is uh, this U.S. attorney, John W. Huber. He's a U.S. attorney in Utah for some reason. He's examining aspects of the Russia investigation. John Huber from Utah. I'm wondering why the Utah jurisdiction? Uh, Because isn't it usually these investigations are germane to uh, location? Like, for example, uh, Paul Uh, Manafort lives in the Eastern District of Virginia. Therefore, he was being investigated in the Eastern District of Virginia. Even the FBI's investigation uh, initially of the Russia matter uh, used, I believe, the Utah office. It's not that unusual. It is weird. I don't quite get it myself. We need Barb McQuaid to explain this to us. But, I know. Uh, it, you know, I don't. I don't know why, but I know that it's not that uncommon, and that our side used it also. I guess you could say. Um, uh, but you know, I, certainly anything these folks do is suspicious. So you know, we 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 can't lose sight of that either. Uh, but, but this is not terribly unusual to farm out 
certain things that can be researched remotely. This next one is probably the most suspicious one. This is the one I was talking about here just okay. a second ago. John H. Durham. So we've got John Huber, and now we've got John Durham. He's the U.S. attorney in Connecticut. He's been tapped by the nation's chief law enforcement officer, Bill Barr, to dig into yes. the probe's inception because we because one, one just isn't enough. We've got to have right. two different uh, U.S. attorneys. Yeah, and, well, and, it's like Benghazi. You know, it took yeah. that many investigations to find nothing. Right. Yeah. Well, when I heard this last night on Rachel Maddow, I was like, so let's let me guess. John Durham is probably either a Trump appointee or another, uh, maybe a George W. Bush appointee who's loyal to either Bill Barr or Donald Trump. And lo and behold, it was uh, that uh, Durham is uh, an appointee of Donald Trump. Yeah, Donald Trump appointed this guy. And so this guy is going to be the one investigating the inception of the uh, the investigation of the Russian attack. Well, good. I hope we get to the bottom of this finally because, uh, <laughs> oh, man. Jesus. You know, it's just, it, it, it couldn't be more clear. Mm. Uh, we, you know, this is one of those things, no matter how many times you try to explain to a, a Republican that uh, this has already been asked and answered. This yeah. has covered ground. Uh, they, they still come up with the diversions that were never proven and, and in fact, disproven. Right. It's maddening. It's it's that the sky is blue, the sky is green argument again. Mm -hmm. We're not arguing about the shade of the blue in the sky. We're arguing about the actual hue of it. Yeah. And 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 you can't. It is nigh on impossible to argue with someone who claims the sky is green, is which is the sort of arguments Republicans are making. Yeah, exactly. Well, and there have been, uh, I think, several other investigations already into these matters. Yes, and yes, yes. We've seen and the Hillary. documents. I mean, my God, we saw they released the FISA application for Carter Nunez Page. Nunez last year. Nunez last year investigating. Right. Uh, you know, this is ad nauseum. It's, it's the Benghazi thing all over again. It's Hillary's emails all over again. Uh, you know, let's investigate what's already been concluded. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, because as long as you do that, you can keep planting uh, seeds of doubt in the minds of my folks and uh, giving Fox News fodder to brainwash our folks. Right. And uh, that's, you know, that's e. <laughs> right. Uh, I know. <laughs> yeah. well, uh, top, I mean, on top of everything else, Buzz, we've got uh, yeah. uh, Donald Trump uh, asking Bill Barr to investigate John Kerry for violations of the Logan sure. Act, I believe it is. Yeah. And yeah. then we've got also Donald Trump asking Bill Barr to investigate Joe Biden and Hunter Biden over this whole Ukraine business, which I uh, yeah, no, described let's do, in detail. Let's do swift boating. Let's do uh, guns for whatever. Let's do... Uh, <laughs> Let's just Swift do them boating. all again. Let's look into the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. I think we need to go back at least that far to really get to the bottom of this and yeah. further distract from the important business of hand, a Russia invasion now in its third year. Yeah, you know what? I think we need to start investigating the Pinkertons, goddammit. Those goddamn Pinkertons, they're up to no good, and I know they are. Uh, so meanwhile, the Department of Justice uh, IG, Inspector General Michael Horowitz, is right. uh, reviewing how investigators used wiretap applications and informants, as well as whether political bias against Trump motivated the investigative decisions. So that's yet a third investigation into the investigators. And then Senate Judiciary Chairman Lindsey Graham, of course, who said the F word in a congressional hearing. Trump is a fucking idiot. He he literally said that out loud on national yes. television. And yes. I'm not sure what the reasoning was behind that. But you know, again, everything's terrible. Well, um, every once in a while, the truth slips out. Yeah. But. Well, he's intending to uh, review aspects of law enforcement's work in the coming months. So he's going to sure, start his sure, own sure. investigation. Fine, fine, yeah. fine. Yeah. You because, know, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, 
it, it it's not gonna it's not gonna change any minds any more than the Mueller report changed any minds. Right. Only only an impeachment could do that. I, the more I read, uh, the more obvious it is that not only must uh, there be impeachment hearings, that the, but they must start immediately. And and there's there's uh, virtually no downside to that anymore. I've seen the poll numbers. I don't care. I I know. Like I said, I know how this ends. Uh, I, I think it's time to, to march forward. Now, I know you still have that back from hiatus smell, that that fresh, <laughs> fresh, lovely odor of just being back from a hiatus. Yeah. Uh, even then, do you know what the hell is going on with Robert Mueller and his testimony in Congress? Is that actually going yeah. forward? Because I know it was originally scheduled for tomorrow believe it or not and well now that's what I don't they think were hoping happen. yeah that's what that's the day democrats were hoping for uh they were expecting i think even uh for Mueller to be released from his position at that point here's here's the thing about Mueller, and and i've you know i've i've been talking about this and reading about this <laughs> and what i've learned is that uh yeah the Mueller report is in a way a softball but uh i think it, you know the, the number one takeaway is it gave us a lot yeah. You know, it, uh, liberals have vacillated as much as Trump has on the, the meaning and value of the Mueller report. Uh, but I, here's what I think. Uh, there's a ton of stuff in there. And and Mueller, there are two ways you can go uh, with a crime. Uh, one is to, as a prosecutor, you don't even want to pursue the case if you do not believe that you can convince a jury beyond a reasonable doubt that uh, this in fact happened. Yeah, you may find a ton of evidence, or as lawyers call it, a preponderance of evidence. And uh, here's how that works. And Mueller knows it. Mueller is a very conservative man, and he, he's, he's but he's a patriot. And I would never question his patriotism. And I don't think anybody does. Respected by Republicans and Democrats, Marine veteran, straight shooter, uh, investigation, uh, you know, ethics above all else. Yep. With him. Uh, but, but he also walked a very, very narrow line here and still is walking that line. And he's doing that on purpose because he doesn't want uh, his work uh, to, to be subjected to unnecessary scrutiny. I, I believe, and from what we've heard, he's boiling mad about what's happening right now, mm. but he's holding his tongue. Is he holding his tongue because he's not a patriot? No, he's holding his tongue because he's staying within those lines. As soon as he resigns, or is finally released as special counsel, I believe you'll find him very cooperative. And I also believe that if he receives a subpoena, he will answer it. That's what I believe. I hope I'm not wrong. Yeah. But I think, and, and the other thing is, yeah, Mueller could have done more in some ways, but he was staying within those lines so that his report would be beyond scrutiny. He didn't want anybody to say, well, you colored outside the line, so the whole thing's off. He wanted it that tight. And in the criminal world, he can only work on a case that, that attempts to prove beyond a reasonable doubt. Uh, he can't charge or even recommend charges for anything that's merely a preponderance of evidence. Yeah. Guess who can? Mm -hmm. Congress. Mm -hmm. And that's who he was leaving it to, Congress and the courts, to decide based on this preponderance of evidence that I have brought you people today today. You can do something about it because while I cannot pursue beyond a reasonable doubt, you can pursue with a preponderance of evidence. Yeah. Let's not judge Mueller. You know, uh, yeah, a little softball there from Mueller. Let's not deliver final judgment until we've heard from the man, and I believe we will, 
uh, within the next couple of weeks, perhaps, I think. I think that's probably a reasonable guess at this point. I hope so. And I hope he's uh, crystal clear about his yeah. findings. And and here's one, you know, we talked about this, in fact, uh, while you were away, Buzz, and I got into the little bit of the territory of, of criticizing uh, Robert Mueller, but not rejecting his findings, not rejecting his soft. patriotism. Or, he, yeah, he was, yeah, he was soft in a way. Yeah. I, I see that now. Yeah, well, exactly. And, and my problem is that he wasn't explicit enough. He should have said at the outset of uh, volume two, which is the mm-hmm. obstruction uh, mm-hmm. volume, is that uh, I, I just think he should have been clearer. I think he should have said to Congress point blank in the introduction to that section that here's what he's doing and here's what he's literally suggesting rather than leaving it open to so much interpretation because that that amount of interpretation has allowed, and all you got to do with Donald yeah. Trump and William Barr is to leave a teeny tiny opening and they take that teeny tiny opening and they expand it and they use it as a loophole and they dance right on through it and then they uh, get away and, with all of this horseshit. And, and, I think, and I think maybe he sees that now. I picture him standing in a, yeah. an elevator, in an elevator, Chris Farley style slapping his forehead saying stupid 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 <laughs> yeah i think so yeah i think yeah, he's not happy about any of this yeah yeah and so i think the sooner you know if i were him and again i don't know all the details i don't know what's restraining him uh other than assuming that it's his pragmatism and his patriotism and his his reliance upon normalcy and the normal it's operation it's his, of government. it's his it's his conservatism and yeah. his uh focus as an ex-Marine and as, yeah. a, as an ace prosecutor to tightly stay within those narrow confines of, uh, you know, what was laid out in his, not only his original assignment, but the very tight confines he put upon himself yeah. so as not to give anybody an opening to poke holes in anything he'd done. And at the same time, he gave us a truckload of evidence mm-hmm. that shows a preponderance of guilt. Again, I don't know the circumstances holding him back, but at the same time, yeah. I feel like he needs to either resign from the DOJ mm-hmm. if he's mm-hmm. still, in fact, employed there. Mm-hmm. I don't know what is restraining him if he is a Department of Justice employee. I don't know what might be holding him back as regarding his employment. I guess he's still under orders from William Barr and Donald Trump. If he is, th- that's the only uh, explanation I'd come up with along those lines. But I feel like uh, patriotism has to include a sense of urgency about the national emergency that we're in right now. I don't think he would be having these talks with Congress uh, right now. And uh, there's a lot bubbling at the moment. Yeah. Uh, this is going to take a little time, but not a lot of time. And like I said, I think within two weeks, uh, mm. we, th- this may well happen. Uh, like I said, he wouldn't be wasting his time talking with him if he didn't have an intention or a desire. I yeah. think he's champing at the bit to do this. Uh, and, but he sees the Trump saying executive privilege. No, he Mueller can't testify. Uh, you know, and he, he all along he's known what he's up against. And I, I not to, you know, we've already put too much importance on the Mueller report. In some ways, we uh, we pinned too many high hopes upon it. Let me put it that way. Yeah. And let's not do the same with the man himself. But at the same time, only he can answer certain questions. And I agree. I agree. There are a lot of questions that need to be asked of Mueller why he allowed uh, why he has allowed William Barr to uh, to paint this narrative i i think we should give him a chance to give us his answer I agree. Uh, but but we absolutely want to hear it if we can just hang on a couple more weeks i think we'll have it because i think Mueller will either obey the subpoena or resign or some combination of those things but uh his work is done as of the 15th which is when Democrats expected him, uh, but he's still officially an employee at this moment 
uh, of the of the Justice Department, and I think that's one reason he hasn't spoken. His boss is still William Barr. Uh, the moment he's free of that, or the moment he is forced by subpoena to testify, he will, I believe, skip right up on up the hill. Yeah, Do, you know, did you see the Rachel's interview with uh, James Baker? Uh, yes, uh, from yes, Justice Department, formerly yes. of the Justice Department. Yes, and there was a moment in time there where it seemed like he was indicating James Baker. Mm-hmm. That we may never know the results of the counterintelligence investigation into Donald Trump, whether Donald Trump is compromised by Russia because of his business activity. This is another point of frustration that I have with Mueller, but just generally speaking, in terms of the overall mm-hmm. uh, investigation into Trump, why this seems to be such a crucial piece of the puzzle, not only in the context of the Mueller report, following the money, giving Donald Trump motivation for why he would possibly uh, want to uh, interact with the Russians and, and attain information from them and to to push their policies and do, do the bidding of uh, Vladimir Putin. It seems to me as if that compromise is just, I mean, even beyond obstruction of justice, even beyond the uh, the question of collusion slash conspiracy slash coordination, seems to me as if the compromising of the president is the number one question that the American people need to have Agreed. answered. And I, and I hope the testimony from Robert Mueller, regardless of whether it happens tomorrow or three weeks from now, has some sort of clarification into the counterintelligence investigation. And I know Rachel Maddow is pursuing this, and I know her her staff and her team is desperate to find out the answers to these questions. I mean, in fact, Rachel was saying last night, something repeating something that we've been saying on the show too, which is that, you know, Trump Tower Moscow seems to be such a centerpiece to all of this that it actually uh, brings up so many additional questions that aren't in fact addressed in the Mueller report that I feel like there's got to be some other report down the line, some, some testimony that we're going to get along these uh lines. And, and I hope it's really soon because that is again, the most urgent and, and desperate aspect of Trump's treachery that he is actually behaving on behalf of a hostile foreign government that's in the midst of attacking our sovereignty, invading our sovereignty, and uh, disrupting our elections. Seems to me as if Donald Trump cooperating with that because he has no choice but to cooperate uh, is a big goddamn deal, don't you think? A big darn deal. Yeah, huge, a huge deal, absolutely. I I think... Here's and I don't pretend to be ahead of Rachel's team because they're amazing, right? But uh, here's what I've heard, which uh, varies from the path she's pursuing a little bit. Uh, as you know, Robert Mueller has farmed out a number of pieces of this investigation again yep. to stay within these very narrow lines set by his assignment and the law, and set by himself mm. to protect the integrity of what he was doing. He, Mueller's mission wasn't that. His mission was. Uh, to detect criminality, was there obstruction of justice, and was there something that was being obstructed, uh, and 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 was and did, and was that thing that was being obstructed the investigation into uh, any possible uh, Trump cooperation campaign cooperation with Russia, uh, and and there's an overlap between that and some of the counterintelligence stuff. Yeah, we may never see some of the counterintelligence stuff, and uh, and perhaps it's best that we don't see some of it. We only need enough to know uh, what uh, you know to to make the case that that Trump uh, is in fact compromised. If if that is in fact the case, those things, those counterintelligence things that Mueller didn't pursue, as I understand it 
are still being and have been pursued by the FBI yeah. and by other intelligence agencies. He left the intelligence work to the intelligence folk, and they will, I guess, decide through perhaps the, the uh, House and Senate intelligence committees what we should know about uh, what they've learned and what we shouldn't in terms of revealing sources and methods and that sort of thing that we, we really don't want them to do because we want them to be effective. So, uh, you know, it, it, I, I, I think the truth is out there. I think we're looking in the wrong place if we look in the Mueller report. And, and I will say that uh, the most redactions are in that first section. And there may be quite a lot to that. And, and we know that some of the redactions pertain to Roger Stone and his contacts with WikiLeaks. Yeah. And, uh, Trump's apparent instructions uh, to his campaign officials to uh, get uh, Roger Stone on the case, uh, get him on the, the wire with WikiLeaks to, to get this thing published. Well, you know, uh, Amy Amy yeah. Berman Jackson has the right. unredacted Mueller report right now. Yeah, that's so aware cool. of that. That's <laughs> fucking amazing. Yeah, and you know, there's something else exciting today while you and I are talking, and that's the Trump lawsuit against, uh, against uh, Mazars, his accounting firm, yeah. releasing, uh, obeying a subpoena, a friendly subpoena, to provide his financial records. Uh, my guess is he's going to lose that. I'm eager to hear. I don't see any bulletin on my phone yet, but uh, this is a, I just called it. I can't remember the judge's name very well. I, I, I respectfully call him judge fast track because he's the guy, he's the guy, you know, Trump and they wanted to file a first motion and, you know, Trump's lawyers and, uh, you know, for a delay, a continue, whatever. And the judge said, no, 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 we're not doing that. I've already read yeah. the written arguments for both sides. Like Judge Judy, he says, okay, I've heard everything I need to hear. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he's heard enough, and he's going to do the whole shooting match today yeah. uh, r- right down to his verdict, his decision. And uh, this is a wonderful thing, not only because it, it could make Trump's financial records available sooner rather than later. It's such a wonderful example for other judges, uh, and, and it disproves the cranky theory, and I want to talk about cranky. <laughs> okay. it, dis- it disproves the cranky theory that, oh, the courts are going to take so long. He's going to run out the clock till the election. Uh, possible, but not probable. And I'm tired of the whining, by the way. Mm. I'm, tired of, I'm tired of the negativity. That Stop I'm, whining. I'm, yeah. Yes, please, all of you. You know, this is the time to, to, to power up. This is the time to, to, to get into the fight, not the time to quit it. And, and really throwing up your hands and saying it's useless, we're never going to win, we're going to be screwed no matter what. I see, God, I see so much of that, and I understand. I understand in my heart where it mm-hmm. comes from, and I, I wish I could make the hurting stop. But, but if, you, <laughs> if you give up, if you just give up, then, uh, you know, all, all hope is lost. Uh, we, we need everybody in this fight. You're allowed to have a little break, a little time out. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but uh, <laughs> and not, not that it really helped that much. Uh, but, uh, you know, you, you've, got to, you've got to be stronger. Don't be a quitter. That's a, I've been responding to certain people who say that. Just quitter, question mark. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, don't let yourself be that. Don't let them, don't give in. Don't give up. Uh, this is driving me insane. Chin up. Uh, know that you have lots of support. Know that we outnumber them. Yep. Uh, and we just have to do something about it. I love what Pelosi said this past week. It is clear now that not only do we have to win in 2020, we have to win big, mm-hmm. by a big margin. We have to make it indelibly clear. 
So get off your ass and get off your ass and stop the damn whining. <laughs> you know, I'm so glad you're back, Buzz. And one yeah. of the reasons is I think a significant cross-section of our audience is uh-huh. has been sitting in uh, like uh, almost like Mel Gibson in Lethal Weapon, just sitting in their trailer <laughs> with a you know a gun and a photograph of, of William Barr on their lap. And they're just <laughs> sobbing and, and just on the like the end of their rope. And so- we're doomed. <laughs> we're know. never going to. We're it's over. We've lost. Yeah. Yeah. But, but we, we desperately needed the, uh, the, the the punch to the shoulders. Hey, wake up, you whiny I, bastards. I, I, I'll say to you what I said to my dad. It's because I love you. That's... <laughs> That's why the that's why the dad finger. All right, <laughs> one la- one last break back after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other US businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska! Thought we were heading out Down the same road To a shared destination But you never showed I stood in the doorway it's current my currently my favorite song in the whole world right now. Yep. Bob Bradshaw, the assumptions we make. From American Echoes. Link in the description below. BobBradshaw.net. Boy, do I love this song. Yeah. Listen to it all weekend. We we played this on the after party on Friday, giving it a repeat listen here. Uh, played it all weekend long on Endless Loop. I think Kimberly Johnson's totally sick of it, but I just I <laughs> I'm sucking it down like Coca Cola. Um, it's a nice sound. I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah. Just really enjoying the indie music here on the show. We got another uh, indie music com- countdown coming up toward the end of the month, and the first Gen X podcast is going to occur sometime uh, this month. Wow. It's going to be a, like busy. a monthly thing. Yeah, busy. Busy boy. Busy, busy, busy boy. <laughs> uh, well, let's talk about, let's go back to this uh, U.S. District Judge, uh, Amit Mehta. Thank is, you. Is yes, the guy we're talking Judge about. Fast yeah. Track. Yeah, yeah, Judge Fast Track. Yeah, Judge Fast Track. That's great. That's a better name for him. Um, yeah, just get, he should get rid of that name. Amit Mehta. Yeah. yeah, it's his name you can wear with pride, I think. Yeah, I know. So, like, track could be his last name, right? Uh, what do we like? So, I mean, one of the things that uh, is being discussed in court right now uh, between uh, the judge and uh, and Trump's people, <laughs> just the dumbest yeah. goddamn argument they're making in court, which is that um, this subpoena of Trump's accounting firm isn't part of Congress's legislative mandate. That is the that is their argument. Th- these are the dumbest people in the history of dumb people. They right. are actually arguing that subpoenaing the president's records for legitimate oversight and investigatory purposes 
don't uh, don't fit into the constitutional mandate of Congress being the legislative body. This, which is just, yeah. this is exactly why impeachment now is necessary. Right. And, and, and because here's the difference. Impeachment is legislation. The, the Trump administration is citing a law that says, yeah, but uh, Congress can only get uh, this tax information from Trump, this financial information. Yeah. If it pertains to legislation they are working on. And right. right now there is no particular piece of legislation. The law, I, I know, going back originally, it just says, you know, shall provide. It just says you, you the Treasury Secretary and the IRS Commissioner, both selected by Trump, uh, must provide these documents if requested uh, by, by Congress. And, uh, of course, they're not doing that. And their argument is, well, there's no legislative purpose to it. Therefore, we don't have to turn it over because right. that's what the law also says. Well, if you in- invoke impeachment, if you begin impeachment hearings, even just one, uh, then you have uh, legislative grounds for getting that information. They can't hold on to this forever. And, yes, they are delaying. But as uh, we just uh, as we're finding out with the Judge Fast Track here, uh, justice does not have to move slowly. The yeah. wheels can turn very quickly when they want it to. And, and again, praise to this judge for uh, setting an example of the possible quickness of courts. Yeah, and in fact, you know, this guy's bringing up uh, a precedent, obviously, like Whitewater and uh, Watergate, <laughs> yeah. the, the various yeah. waters in our investigatory <laughs> history in Congress. And and these are obviously valid uh, precedents to cite yes. in terms of members of Congress going and, and following the law and getting pertinent records from uh, the president and the administration. I think this is completely valid, and it's only invalid because Donald Trump Trump, who knows nothing about anything, uh, just thinks it's invalid. And, you know, it's David Frum had a great remark. I want to say it was on an episode of Lawrence O'Donnell last week. But what he said is something, obviously, that many of us have observed, which is that Donald Trump is constantly indicating where the skeletons are buried. Well, you know, which which closets (laughs) the skeletons are in. Well, he's a dumb crook. We've said that all along. He's not just a crook. He's a dumb crook. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I can't possibly imagine anyone in their right minds looking at the behavior with regard to stonewalling Congress about these subpoenas. I mean, with Lindsey Graham going so far as to telling Donald Trump Jr., don't even pay attention to the subpoena. Break the law all you want and i've got your back in the senate yeah boy i can't and i know a lot of people are saying this and there's not a lot of evidence there's some numbers uh some some financial contributions but uh, somebody got something on Lindsay. i I am more convinced of that than i have ever been i thought at first well you know that's an easy out Uh, maybe they do maybe they don't oh no there's no question about it and i can't wait i can't wait my friends to find out what that is yeah because it's gonna be good yeah it's just gonna be good well it's obvious now uh what we're observing with regard to trump and some of these people we're Uh we're talking about a guy who has most definitely acquired opposition research on his friends and enemies alike and so therefore he's using that information to get them to concede to get them to fall in line behind him and anyone who steps out of line, you know, it'd be a shame if this uh, incriminating photograph made its way to Robert Costa, the Washington right. Post. It's one of those right. kind of things. It's you and Jerry Falwell Jr. So yeah, that's a great example. Step. I yeah. mean, that is the perfect <laughs> test case. That is Jerry right. Falwell Jr., right. Right. Uh, Michael Cohen re- uh, retaining one of the photos himself. 
uh, after saying he destroyed all the rest of them. I mean, that's a dubious claim in and of and itself. I, I just want to say I didn't know what I was getting into when I went to Falwell's house. I didn't. I had no idea where <laughs> that was you? going. And so I'm very embarrassed, and I hope the pictures never come out. Right. Leather hoods, uh-huh. dildos, yeah. all kinds of great things hey, happening. Hey, at Jerry hey. Fall. hey what, did, yeah. I, did I speak out of school? I didn't see the photos. <laughs> I haven't seen the photos, so I don't know. Uh, but I'm just assuming. Anyway, um, <laughs> but this is a case, again, where they're using Compromat to, to get it to their political friends to line yes. up. Or, or yeah. basically not their friends, but coercing people into being their friends. It's what autocrats do. Yeah. And mobsters. This isn't just stupid Watergate, by the way. It's stupid Sopranos. Yeah. This is now, I like that even better. This is stupid Sopranos. Stupid Sopranos. Sopranos. That's perfect. Well, you know, uh, the other thing is, and we'll wrap up on this uh, particular story, which is that, uh, make no mistake, Donald Trump's getting ready to wag the dog when it comes to Iran. Um, There is going to be a thing in Iran, and I think what Donald Trump is doing is, and of course everything with Donald Trump is more or less predictable. Donald Trump knows that uh, a, a wartime president will probably get reelected because yeah. the American people are dumb enough to go along with that don't change horses midstream kind of bullshit. Well, I, I hope we don't uh, go to war, and, and I hope that th- this axiom doesn't apply in this case. I hope that we're farther along in, uh, toward removing him before that happens. Yeah. And I'm sorry to uh, get us off track, but this is I, I heard from uh, one of my folks, one of my listeners, yeah. meaning, uh, who uh, they they have uh, kids in the military, oh. and including one in Japan. Who last week, when uh, and probably this week, when Kim is shooting off missiles again, uh, th- they had to hide in the bathroom oh, uh, in a secure building uh, because that was their nearest shelter uh, from a possible attack from North Korea. Wow. Uh, you know, and you see it in Iran. You see now the talk of sending one hundred twenty thousand troops to the Middle East. Uh, the recent sending of more patriot, outdated patriot missiles there, <laughs> yeah, uh, you, you know, and the, the provocations with uh, uh, chi- with China and mm-hmm. uh, with North Korea, China. and Iran, mm-hmm. and uh, the the tensions uh, with Russia, their continued intimidation. Uh, you know, this doesn't look good. This all. It has kind of a, a World War Three feeling about it that makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah, and in fact, and children will die, young people will die. Yeah, uh, kids, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to frighten people, but it it happens. That's the cost of war, and and uh, you know, for political purposes, this cannot stand. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, my dad looks at the TV and he goes, "Uh, you know, Iran is misbehaving again." Yeah, well, you know, yeah. that's because they were provoked. That's because things were just fine until we pulled out of the nuclear uh, arms deal with Iran and then provoked them further with new sanctions. And yes, Iran has always been misbehaving, but now it's worse. Now it's scarier. Now it's more dangerous. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, we can't uh, we've got to somehow keep keep it from going to war and. And get rid of this guy as soon as possible. And you know, Buzz, there, there are so many horrible aspects of this story. And one of the most horrible ones is the fact that there are so many people inside Iran that actually support the West and that actually want to, quote unquote, westernize or Americanize uh, the, the youth movement in Iran that we've been hearing so much about. Right. I mean, we're talking about one generation, maybe even less, from mm-hmm. Iran opening up 
yes. for the first yeah. time since uh, 1980, since 1979, uh, since the uh, overtaking of uh, Iran by uh, the Ayatollah and so on. Things were things were starting to go comparatively well in yes. that regard. Yeah. Yes, and Donald Trump is ruining it at all because provoking, be, provoking. provoking it and and actually destroying the progress that's been made with Iran just right. because Fox News Channel, because of the Fox News Channel audience, yep. be, because of the the dumbasses. You, you quoting the George Clooney bit from Jimmy Kimmel at the top of the show. Yeah. Uh, don't understand the delicate nature of what's going on over there. Yes, there's George been a Clooney. His, yeah, yeah, George right. Clooney. What, who did that's I right. say? Did yeah, I say you said Kimmel? Jim, and they're both. They're both great, but it was gloomy. That's right. And so uh, what they don't get is that uh, there are new generations of Iranians, uh, new generations yes, of Persians. Who, who wanted to like us. Exactly. Who wanted to be uh, of us, with us. Yeah. And know. so what Donald Trump is doing right now is he's calculating that the libertarian pacifist mm-hmm. wing of the Republican Party, basically centered by uh, uh, guys like Ron and Rand Paul, Right. Uh, who are opposed to adventurism in the Middle East and, and attacks and, and endless wars there. Um, you know, he, he's willing to lose those guys. He's willing to walk away from those people thinking that they're going to come along anyway. They're, they're going to vote for him anyway because of the other things. And, right. so, and, and not only does Trump need a, a tail to wag the dog, uh, but uh, so does Fox News. Yeah. Because as Trump collapses and he tries to save himself by starting a war... Fox News would be collapsing were it not for the war. Mm-hmm. So expect both of them to be in favor of war. And when Fox News gets behind something like war, uh, be very, very afraid. That's right. That's right. And what uh, Donald Trump also doesn't understand, certainly what John Bolton doesn't understand, is a lesson we learned from The Princess Bride. Ah, you fool! <laughs> you fell victim to one of the classic blunders. The most famous is never get involved in a land war in Asia. Never get involved in a land war in Asia. My God. When will they learn? These idiots. Idiots, idiots, idiots. And so Donald Trump, who's spent a lot of time uh, basically promoting the idea of isolationism in the modern era, is is now getting ready to go to war in Iran because he feels as if he might get defeated in 2020 and then therefore might be indicted and, and prosecuted. He's also, he's also, yeah, this is going against his own instincts. He's also yep. complained that he thinks John Bolton is trying to get him into a war. So he's very confused right now, and that's scary for all of us. Yeah, you know, I uh, I retweeted something of his uh, this morning that was <laughs> ungoddamn believable as an indicator of his uh, advancing brain worm problem. Mm-hmm. And it, basically, he was remarking about something, and I'm trying to find the quote here. He ended up repeating the same phrases over and over again, even more so than yeah. he normally does. And this was kind of weird to see this particular quote. He said, uh, we'll see what happens with Iran. If they do anything, it will be a very bad mistake. If they do anything, I'm hearing little stories about Iran. If they do anything, they will suffer greatly. We'll see what happens with Iran. So basically... He said, these are the repeated phrases, the Uh repeated lines from that quote. We'll see what happens in Iran once. We'll see what happens Uh in Iran twice. Uh, If they do anything once, if they do anything twice, if they do anything a third time. And that was in just one small, teeny tiny, teeny tiny quote. He said all those things over. The worms go in, the worms go out. Someone else, someone else on Twitter reminded me that it's not just brain worms; it's bees. He's got bees loose in his head. <laughs> that, those could be the, the lyrics. I'm sure somebody could do the lyrics to your closing theme. The worms go in, the worms go out, the worms go in. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. 
It's like can that we, woman, that woman who can, got the bee, the bee in her eyeball oh, or whatever. Yeah, oh, maybe that's what a, happened. To, I got a file folder full of those stories. <laughs> that's what happened to Trump. He's got bees it. in his eyeballs. Yeah. Hey, oh, listen. God. Speaking of that, which has nothing to do with this, uh, can we talk about the Fourth of July and the postmortem show? Yes, we can. Cool. I, I'm looking forward to that too. Uh, okay, yeah, so we got the we do have the postmortem show coming up next on our Patreon page, bobseskashow.com. That's the link to get to our postmortem our, our Patreon page where you can sign up and listen to all kinds of additional bonus content. And don't forget Sexy Liberal Podcast Network, sexyliberal.com. Jody Hamilton's from the Bunker Podcast, Stephanie's Happy Hour, Randy Rhodes' After Hours, Dean Obidala's I Want to Be Your Muslim Friend, Sanity with John Fugel saying the final word with Frangela, the great rude pundit, and so many more to come, sexyliberal.com. See you on the postmortem show. Show, folks, bye bye.